Hey guys, you have found the Fraudcast, and this is part three of our three-part series on multi-level marketing. Once again, I am joined by Roberta Blevins and Carla Stemler-Hadfield, and we are discussing multi-level marketing, LuLaRoe, uh, other multi-level marketing companies, but the overarching theme is the frauds and scams that are contained in there. If you missed the first two parts, you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts. In part one, we focus on MLMs in general. And part two was all about LuLaRoe and the documentaries that both Carla and Roberta have appeared in. And now the final part of this three part series. We hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. I want to yes. pray on he vulnerabilities was, because he, mm-hmm. we, Absolutely. you touched on it a little bit, Carla, that you were in this vulnerable state because, you know, you had recently lost your husband you're now a single mom to this young child. Um, yeah. You know, you're trying to make money. You're trying to, you know, come out of a depression. You're, you know, you're, you're, you recently sober, you know, or you weren't yeah. sober at the time. I don't, I don't know, but um, very, you're very trans, and you, very. you know, you got all of that mindset, you know, like mm-hmm. you're in a place where you're, yeah. you're, it was easy to take advantage of you. Yeah. In the beginning, I was very unstable. And there were a couple of instances, even during uh, LuLaRoe time, where I was very unstable. But I was really trying my best. Mm-hmm. I, I truly was, but it it was helping a bunch. Doing, doing the best but you can I, with what was, you got. But what Sam was very good at doing is, uh, he he was so good at like the opportunity to keep it on the down low because I can't accept everybody, and it looking back, it encouraged us to not talk to other people about it. Don't Mm. mention the farm though, because because I don't have any space left. And it was always some other kind of thing. So. And by that point he'd groomed you into thinking he was your best friend. Yeah. And your best friend would never do that to you. And let me also add what is so important and why I have fought this for four long years it'll be four years next month when I found out everything was fake four years is because he convinced me to pull off accounts left by my late husband and meant for Pearson Pearson's future Mm -hmm. this fight hasn't been about me in so much as it's been about the memory of my late husband and my child and the struggles to put my life back together and get healthy again. It wasn't just one investment. It was a string of investments because then it went on to his tour with Wyclef. I helped book rooms. I helped get the RV. I mean, I felt and this like was your money that from accounts that, yeah. and you thought you were investing for a yes. better future for Pearson because it just makes me so sick how he preyed on your desire to make a better life for Pearson because you had recently lost your husband like that kind of that that here's that preying on you there's not a word sufficient to describe how how that makes me sick that he convinced you to do this yes the thing is he knew deeply how badly I wanted to make right the previous three-ish years. Right. 
I, he I, knew I know that I, I know that, that I well. wanted to, yeah I wanted to put money back where it was gonna supposed to be he prayed on my recovery he prayed on my mom guilt and he prayed on the grief of my late husband as well all three of those factors were huge and I was very, very, very involved in their world, in their tour. I was there. It's important to know, like, when, when somebody is listening to this story and they don't know the full background, that I was there. I was there selling the merch at their tour. I was, I was within this crowd. Mm-hmm. I was at a spring break trip. That's a crazy story you've got to listen to. I think <laughs> on episode 80 or 83 um, on Life After MLM, it's, it's a fabulous <laughs> episode. Wow, does it the, the rise and fall gives you a nice piece of the pie, but if you want the whole pie, oh okay. Oh my yeah. you make sure we link that. The tea? Yeah, yeah, you want the whole we'll cup and down the below. Kettle, the cup kettle and stove and the hot water too. It's there. Um <laughs> so it was a string of it. He even brought his brother and Yo Gabba Gabba and YouTube into it. I mean, it was a whole big st- string and when you're so involved these were your people this was your tribe of people that you were hanging out with like why wouldn't you yeah believe I had no reason not to believe I had no reason not to trust I had none absolutely right I I trusted Sam until he lied and until he threw me under the bus and you know and then I was like that man is dead to me the end that was the last time I ever well actually the last time I spoke to Sam was in the clubhouse right after Lula Ridge came out, but I gave him a piece of my mind. And that was Thanks the last time I that. talked to him. Ah. But, um, what he did to us, he had he had come out, he had used my name and and my reputation of being a, a victim advocate for the people of LuLaRoe and had come to me and asked to do that interview mm-hmm. and then had come out and um he said, never mind, I lied about everything. I made everything up the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh we it was not none of it is real. Um, I love Lula Rowe and I love my family and I love my aunt and uncle and like they're they're everything. And I made all of that up because I'm angry and I'm I'm coming back to the church. And it was just this whole thing. And it was just like, what? When I talked to him, he was like, Yeah, sorry. I was mm-hmm. uh, you know, I tried to tell you I was gonna do it. And I was like, You called me you FaceTimed me on my birthday. I thought you were saying happy birthday. He's like, yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't want to do it on your birthday. And I was like, but you still like said the next day that you, that everything was fake and like threw all of us under the bus and made all of us look like idiots forever trusting you. And at the same time, he's in the middle of scamming Carla. And at that moment, like it shifted and we were like, that guy's a scammer. And he became immediately on our radar. And I think around the same time as when Courtney came to me with those photos and we were like, he's scamming you, girlfriend. Like he's scamming you. He's scamming people. We have to figure out what's going on. We have to talk to his victims. Who did he victimize? Who is, who is he talking to? So tell Mm -hmm. me, so tell me what, what the scam was. Was it just... He, there was no actual farm and you were just nothing. giving the money to him nothing. and he was just using it for his own personal. Yeah, Is that what it was? Okay. There was nothing anywhere. There was he, nothing anywhere. He claimed that there's some sort of Ponzi scheme that the, one of the, the lead singer of his band, po- Big Potty, was mm-hmm. like the head of it and that he was the guy that like brought Sam in and all this stuff. There's all these different stories. <laughs> and MLM. <laughs> it, all these different stories. What's real? What's not real? Again, like we're dealing with a Billy McFarland level scammer. Like right. everything is made up. Everything is just said to get people to like stop asking questions 
long right. enough for him to like exit stage left. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, look over there. And you're like, what? And he's gone. It's just a puff of smoke. And you're like, oh, I got away again. Yes. Like it really is like some sort of weird, like cartoon villain. That's just like yeah. poof. And he's gone. It just, his scams continue to happen. And we knew that like he was doing something. We just didn't know what and how and like not, it didn't all come together until the victims came forward, which was Carla and the rest of the victims. We just knew something was happening. <laughs> we knew this guy was bad news. We knew he was a liar. We knew he was a scammer. We knew. And then we started looking into his past and found all these other things. And that's when we were like, uh oh, like, how did we let this wolf in the hen house? Like, and just how did like, it get so, so freely? I wanted to know, Carla, also. So, where do things stand currently? You've attempted to get your money back, correct? You've been fighting. Um, yeah, sorry. It's just, oh, I'm sorry. Girlfriend, we got you. Take a minute. We've been fighting this a long time. And this man is a, one of the most sophisticated scammers I've ever come across in terms of like, personally. he looks like a scammer. Like, he when is. you just see Look, his, his, he's smarmy. Smarmy, and, that's it. Yeah, he's just, yes. This he's guy just has and he most definitely death. date raped somebody in college if he went. Allegedly, he I don't know. He has even tried to scam. <laughs> Allegedly, guys, I don't know. Oh, he, he has even lied during the federal case. Um, he ended up with 26 second degree felonies. And yes, what was that? Let's talk about that. Them. Um, yeah, there are, he. He was ordered restitution. He got charged in uh, February-ish of, of 19. Of scams unrelated to you guys and yeah, unrelated had, to was, LuLaRoe, right? It was unrelated sure. to LuLaRoe, but it was the it was uh, the fraud for the, the farm. Yeah. Oh, was, okay. okay. It was acts of deception, like via the internet and like lying. Wire fraud, fraud stuff. I, yeah. yeah. I yeah, hate that, that he was my deception. with like... 12 or 13 counts. 13 counts of and then and then felonies. settled on one. 13 people 26 second degree felonies two stuck 24 dropped um out of over a dozen victims three cooperated with the authorities three three you being one of them i say that because I try not to be angry at the people that didn't uh, cooperate, but because they didn't, he was allowed to continue to scam mm -hmm. in other instances and get that many charges dropped. That is absolutely ridiculous. And if you're not part of the solution, you are part of the problem. So mm -hmm. to those who people that haven't stepped up and helped or even bothered to send me a message, Shame on you. Shame on you. I don't know how, I, I don't, I just, I, I don't know how that is even possible. So three of us were in this restitution agreement. He got a plea deal. Basically it's a, it's a plea deal and community service to pay back his victims and do his community service, which by the way is fake. That part I, I can, I can share because it's, it is. Um, and it is just and more scams. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just we'll more just scams. Put, 
we'll put the lid on it right there. But anyway, well, here's another scam he did while he was paying restitution, right? So he has to pay oh, restitution yes. to Carla and the pandemic hits and this oh. man doesn't have a job. And we're oh, like, how the God. heck is he making money? Cause he's making his restitution payments on time. Uh, we have a friend that was doing that. I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she wants people to know, but she that yeah. was like sort of, she's like, I got Sam. I was like, good, because <laughs> we don't want to do that. Yeah. So she would just sort of periodically check in to make sure the payments in contact with Carla was the payment made. Just checking in because again, mm-hmm. if he's not, if he's going to be in arrears or he's right. going to default, like we're going to let the court know because Carla, like he owes right. people money. Like, yeah, we're yeah. Carla needs your money back. Sorry. We mm-hmm. don't believe you're, we don't believe you anymore. So right. we have to follow through. <laughs> Right, right. Like, um, yeah, like you, you lost that privilege, buddy. Uh, We're so, not giving you the benefit so of that. So this out. woman keeps tabs, and she's like, "He's making his payments." But how, how is he, he making make- his payments? And, and we're thinking, like, could, could he be scamming someone else? Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? I don't know how much of this is out there. So I'll just say, allegedly, what we think happened <laughs> is that he was opening up credit cards in his wife's name and getting cash advances and paying his restitution payments on cash advances without her knowing. Well, he and he did okay. take out a loan in her name run up all the credit cards, drain the bank account down to $500 and left her with all of the kids and went out to like California for his parents' anniversary or something. And then the story goes on from there. But there was also- it's, Are they the is he still elder. together with her? Yeah, they had another baby actually. Yeah, they had another baby. Oh, well, logically. <laughs> but to that, why wouldn't you? Roberta, remember the gentleman that they- adopted from their church yes. that they were taking care of this yes, man that's who we thought maybe they were they were that he was taking money from that man as well oh. he was living in their house one of the jersey houses and they took in this man from church and yes they were his guardians and all of that so they which got meant they that, probably got money uh yeah. power of attorney and all oh Absolutely. god that guy yeah. makes me sick so yes, yeah, I mean, you I don't know, know what is and isn't confirmed, but these are all things that I've heard from multiple people, multiple times. I, you know, if, speaking of that, um, you know, I posted on Instagram that we were going to be recording this, you know, I posted, you know, a little teaser type of thing and somebody DM'd me in response to it saying, Ooh. oh, I know Sam, I was involved in a lot of this stuff, you know, um, I can give, I would, I, I would, you know, I'm happy to participate in like, you know, Cause that's, that's how I get guests sometimes too. So I was like reading it and stuff, you know, and she's like, I'm happy. I would to love to see it, that. But it, it would have to be anonymous. Yeah. She didn't want it. And so, and I told her, I was like, well, I've, I've got Carla and Roberta. So I think I'm good on this you know, episode, but thank you. But I have her, her information. I'll see if I can get permission to share it. Especially I, I would be curious if it's a real account that you were actually speaking to. Huh. Interesting. I, <laughs> That's what makes me very curious. Uh, I um, I got a comment or so, someone told me something that maybe they had seen or something, but right after Lularich came out, there was somebody that was watching it and this information traveled to me that this guy, random guy was watching it and he was like, holy shit, that guy owes me money. And it was Sam. And he's just randomly watching Lularich and he just randomly is another one of Sam's like victims, like owes him money. And he was like, that guy owes me money. Really? <laughs> yeah. And it somehow like got to me. I don't know if it was a tweet or what, but it it, it ended up in my inbox. And I was like, that's hilarious. Oh, wow. 
That's yeah. I was like, I how want, far I, does this spider web like reach out? Well, that's you know, I want a documentary mm-hmm. like the Tinder Swindler or the Anna inventing Anna one that like on him. But honestly, I, I do don't want to give him attention. So <laughs> you know, some of the you know the rise and fall of Lularoe, uh, the experience. You know, I feel like more people would benefit from seeing more about the topic of what happened to uh-huh. me and in mm-hmm. pulling that from it because it was a very good portion of the pie but right. he has done so there, much that expands of, that world broad, of, yeah. yeah a very broad mm-hmm. base of that goes people. out into its own worlds completely separate from the Lulu there's hundreds stuff. yeah so I would be interested in that um but let's get back to LuLaRoe. So you guys are in it. You're, Carla, you're like in it, in it. You're traveling with the band. You're doing all this, you know. Um, Roberta, you're flourishing. You're making your ranks. All of this stuff is happening. Um, at what point was it Sam's frauding and scamming that did it? Or what was your trigger point that that made you change your mind and go, oh shit, maybe I should ask some questions. Like, what was it that happened? Was it the change in compensation structure, the refund, you know, debacle? Um, You know, there were a lot of red flags the whole time. And, you know, if you're wearing rose-colored glasses, you're not going to see them. So I missed most of the red flags, but there always was like a little seed planted every time. Like, that's weird. That's odd. Um, And it wasn't enough. It wasn't until there were enough red flags that I could put it together and see like the whole puzzle. And I was like, hmm, this is fishy. This is weird. Why? Like my mental health was being affected. I was tired. I was angry. I didn't recognize myself. I was overworked and underpaid at this point. I'm going, what is going on? Like I'm being lied to and gaslit constantly, but I didn't know and love bombed. I didn't know what any of these terms were. And I didn't know that these were things. I just was like, I don't understand. One day they're mad and the next day they love me and the next day like this. And then one blocked me and then one got mad at me. I don't understand. And I'm freaking out. I'm having panic attacks. I'd never had them before. I'm having anxiety attacks I've never experienced. And I'm just like, what is happening? And just you're not making full-time pay on part-time work. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore, girl. Uh, you know what I mean? And it was just like, ugh what is going on? And I knew that I just needed to take a break because it was coming in everywhere, you know, because they knew that I would, they were losing their grip. And so they were coming even harder. And I didn't realize that was what, that's what was happening, Uh but I just was like, I need to take a break. And I sat down and I watched a DVR episode of Scientology in the aftermath of Leah Remini and Mike Rinder. Uh And it was, it was a, um, a reunion episode and everybody was there. And everybody was giving examples of things that had happened to them. And I'm sitting there crying, these just hot, fat tears just rolling down my face. I cannot control them. And I'm just like, I'm in a cult. Mm-hmm. I, I had an example for everything. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same. You know, I didn't get beat with reeds like down by the river <laughs> or anything like that. But like they Forced were saying, like, sex this with the this. Right. Yeah. There wasn't any <laughs> gross. There wasn't anything like that for me. But like at the same time, I was like, I was controlled that way. I was told I wasn't allowed to look at that. I was told I shouldn't talk to that person. I was told to cut that person out of my life. I was told, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, that happened to me too. That happened to me too. And it just, it snapped. Everything Mm -hmm. came to a head and it just exploded. Mm -hmm. And it was at that moment that I was like, I'm in a cult. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think I had already felt it. And I might have already, I hadn't left yet, but I was definitely, I'd taken a very big step back. And this entire like week long process that it took me to figure everything out, I don't remember most of it. Okay. I remember the episode of Scientology and I remember the harassing phone calls and emails after I left, mm-hmm. but it's a big blob of like confusion. And I don't know until I was like, oh my God, I'm in a cult. And then I snapped and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. what the fuck <laughs> is happening right now? Mm-hmm. And it was like, everything just made sense. Yes. And then even the things that I was like, but why a simple Google search answered it or led me to someone or something that could answer it. And that sort of started my journey. And I ended up in at Reddit and, and then everything went from there, but I was like, I it can't just be me. Right. I'm not crazy. Am I? <laughs> and then I joined I Defective and I met everybody else. And- the, fa- the Facebook group that was yeah. the, the, the Facebook group, group that was. Thank God it's gone. <laughs> I mean, I hate that it's gone. There was so much evidence that we lost, but there's there's a lot of angry stuff. Did it get a lot of people are really happy it doesn't exist. Yeah. It yeah, got zucked. sucked. Oh, yeah, we were we were we were zucked for being a hate group. We well, yeah, hate I mean LuLaRoe so much. <laughs> I didn't know LuLaRoe was a p- protected class, but apparently they are. So. <laughs> okay. Um, um they probably hide their stuff at a in church you know holdings as well you know um just like scientology um but okay so things fall apart for both of you and Uh you find the the facebook group that was which is the the defective which is all the the lularoe consultants went to consult each other (laughs) as it were about oh my god you got this too and and everybody that was sort of coming to this conclusion yeah it was was it around that same time that the the bonus structure changed and the return policy debacle was that around that same time bonus structure changed in i think july of 2017 it was announced yeah. in january at least i knew about it in january it changed finally in july the mm-hmm. buyback ended in september and i left in september okay so it was all i around. did notice i noticed everything and i knew it was coming and i started figuring it out and i was like this is what's going to happen and that's exactly what started happening and i think at that point i was like yeah no this is bad like, yeah. I, what am I a part of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then again, I, knew- you know, I have to look myself in the mirror every day. Right. So can I live another day, sell another pair and look in the mirror? Knowing what I know, I know too now. much and yeah. I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I knew at convention of 17, I knew then. Um, yeah. Convention of 17 really was like, yeah, was very much like, yeah, this is a shit show. Do you remember oh. the fight in the supply store between I, the consultants? I heard about it. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. There was a, they had this a fight. There was, for for those that don't know, when you go to these um, direct sales, multi-level marketing, whatever conventions, a lot of times there's a supply store. Like it's all of basically that company's merch that you can only get at convention and it's exclusive and limited and blah, blah, blah. So bye, bye, bye. Yeah, there was a whole debacle, even just like getting your time slots in and how far behind they were. Consultants were fighting, physical fighting yeah. other consultants. Fist fights. Fist fights. Fist one fights. was even like in a wheelchair, I believe. Cops were called. And one was yes. when one lady was that was attacked was in a wheelchair. Do you remember this part? The fuck. Yes, she was. There was one, there was a there was a consultant <laughs> that was wheelchair bound 
and was yeah she even got brought into a a physical altercation at the supply store do you guys want to know what they're fighting over yes a pair of black leggings that said LuLaRoe down the side yep yep I love it I don't love that the fight happened but but the the crazy that doesn't just like fighting over you know if that doesn't yeah well, anyway. then they had bidding wars the next night mm-hmm. at the at the gala to raise money for the National Down Syndrome Society, which they shunned a few months later and were excommunicated from. Oh, yes. So sake. they had a silent auction. And if you <laughs> won, they would name the next LuLaRoe style whatever you wanted it to be. And I Dead wanted the fart leggings. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> Dead fart leggings. You had to be a certain rank to go to the gala or they like sold out of tickets or whatever. It was like $175 a ticket Ridiculous. crazy. And I, I wanted, I wanted to name a style CC after my Airstream, of course, because that's how sucked into everything. Sam <laughs> named the Airstream CC after Culture Crew. She is not named that anymore. Her name is Stevie, but at that time, I wanted to do that. But some of those donations from that gala were, this is the terminology that was used. Oh, you don't make out your check to the Down Syndrome Society or LuLaRoe. It's funneled through, funneled through this other person's name. Through PayPal. So how much actually got to the charity? They claim they raised over a million dollars. They may have raised three and pocketed the two. I'm telling you what, it was shady, and I know there was money in closets. It was very shady. shady. I know there were everywhere. Mm-hmm. There were several people, including that's like Courtney, George Costanza donating to the Human Fund. Yeah, in your name. Human <laughs> fund. yeah. a donation yeah. has been made in your name to the Human Fund. Yeah, um, yeah. No, Courtney actually donated, and then when they came to like take the money, they were it was like through somebody, and she was like, they're like, oh yeah, just just PayPal me, and she was like. I'm not donating money through PayPal. And like, well, yeah, well, that's just how we're doing it. Just cash at me. Like, never mind. (laughs) And so she didn't end up even donating. So I'm sure there were a lot of people and she had a big donation and she pulled out. So I could imagine that there were a lot of other people that pulled out. So even that million dollar number could have been, that's what people said they would give us, (laughs) but only half of them actually paid. And maybe we only donated half of that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And because, you know, MLMs don't keep those kind of records and their charities are basically tax shelters. Right. So right, we're right. giving to the LuLaRoe charity that gives to the actual charity. And I right. don't know how much money the LuLaRoe charity takes in between. <laughs> the LuLaRoe charity. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Well, there's you know. just so much. Where they donate and ugly clothes to was, under underserved populations, like what? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like if it was honest, like they would just tell us, right? Like if I'm like, you're doing this and it's shady, they'd be like, no, we're not. Here's the not shady proof. But they've never done that. Exactly. They've never come out and said, look, here's the not shady proof. I, I just I want some receipts. Like that's all I care about. Like just I'm making a claim. Allegedly, this is what I believe. Can you refute my claim? No, you can't, but you can block me and you can tell everybody I'm a hater and you can, you know, leave horrible comments on things and report my account and try to get me taken down and banned. But like, you know, that's all totally normal and not culty at all. Right. (laughs) Oh my God. And yet. You know, I love that, uh, love, not love, but one of the, the cult aspects of uh, is the um, 
shunning of the individuals once they've left the organization you're not allowed to talk to them like isn't that a hallmark sign of a cult yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely Uh, the last thing my upline said to me was sorry to see you go tell me where i can get good bobby pins Hmm. what if anybody that had that upline would go yeah no that sounds that sounds right about well that's the upline that said um sell your breast milk right To, to get money to it for the opener you're on mute my love (laughs) that upline is a totally different upline not the same in the same line but underneath like a like a russian nesting doll like nested (sighs) underneath yeah yeah and when i wanted to quit um so i joined it i got my first box like july uh 16 and by that october i had already seen it i had seen just like a few things that were didn't make sense to me that like not every consultant had the exact same opportunity as the one sitting right next to you oh yeah and if they truly wanted all of us to do well then why don't i get some of whatever if they're if they're truly selling billions why aren't they producing enough inventory that i can get it and i was told by my upline well, all I know is it would be a sad day if there was no LuLaRoe, Carla Hadfield. To somebody that was back and forth with emotions and, you know, still on my journey to, to where I am now, I was like, oh, well, would somebody miss me? No, mm. but I'll tell you what, when you leave, immediately you're done. You, They will, and if you go inactive, even if you're not, didn't put in your resignation. Roberta can attest to this. If you go inactive, they'll kick you out of their LuLaRoe team groupie group. (laughs) The group texts and the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Until you're active again. We want to keep this group... uh, Pure. Active, (laughs) yes. Let us know when you want to be actively um, in LuLaRoe and uh, your volume... We're just letting some people go because it's not fair to the people that are blah blah, you know, selling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was never a, a, it was never an even playing field. It was never fair. And then even afterwards, like talking to people, because that was the thing. Like we didn't know anything that was going on while we were in because we weren't allowed to talk to anybody that had left. We weren't allowed to Google things. We weren't allowed to look stuff up. If you did, you're listening to the negativity. You're listening to the haters. All the bullshit that every single cult and MLM spews, even to this day. Mm-hmm. So we're not allowed to do that. So when we're in this group and we're actually talking to other people, and you're like, "Hey, did anyone else get dead fart leggings?" Because the bro <laughs> swore up and down I was the only one. And there's like a hundred comments of people going, "Yeah, okay. I got them. I got the red ones. I got the purple ones. I had some. I had some. I got so many. It stunk." got my whole house and I was like I'm not crazy no they're not yeah they were gaslighting you and there were so many instances of just people being like yep that was me too and I just I remember like it's just very cathartic this like this group therapy of talking Mm -hmm. to people and being like what else happened or being like Mm -hmm. here was something was like I got these leggings that like were wet yeah I got wet leggings too that's so weird why would the leggings be wet and then you'd get someone going oh my god wait a second i have a screenshot that might answer this question and then going back and saying look i was at the warehouse this one day and i had to park in the back and i looked around and there's all these like boxes metal bins filled Mm. with clothes covered with blue tarps and she took photos 
because she thought it was weird, but she didn't show them to anybody because they didn't have any control. relevance at the time. Yeah. So she just took all these photos and saved them and she sends them to us and she goes, does this answer your question? And I'm like, they're storing them outside. Yes, it does. <laughs> Heads to Google Earth, right? And this is Becca and, and Heather. These are the other two people that were in the documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, they were also helping. We run to Google Earth. We type in the address. You look at the Google Earth images of LuLaRoe's warehouse. It's a sea of blue tarps in their back. Blue. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blue. We find a video of Mark talking about, oh yeah, we're so great. We're growing little rows, growing so much. We've got so much inventory. We're sitting in the parking lot. We don't even know what to do with it. And I was like, we have proof of Mark saying he stores it in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Pictures so- of it being stored in the parking lot. I have evidence of wet leggings. I've got, oh, I had them. I threw them away now, but the tags were soaking wet water damage. There was mildew mold and I, I could see it. I'm like, I have the proof. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? Oh, we don't know. Yes, you fucking do. You admit it to it. You look at it out. So you ask Lachey. She goes, oh, yeah, I saw him every single day. I didn't know that that was not okay to do. They were wrapped. I thought they would be okay. Mm-hmm. But so everybody saw them. It wasn't like they were trying to hide them. And they weren't even hiding it. <laughs> they were They're so just, blatant about they, their shit. So all the while telling you and guys. Then, yes, but everything had an excuse. They weren't moldy and we're not going to take them back. UPS's put them in the freezer. Fault. To get rid of the smell yes. before you sell them. Yeah. And then even after Lula Rich came out and then finally there's national attention to me talking about the funk of stench of these, like <laughs> the bog of eternal stench. It's like from the <laughs> labyrinth. It's yes. just like, what is that smell? Oh, everything died. Like that yeah. is the smell. And me saying, what? It smells like a dead rat pool party because it smelled like, like <laughs> ammonia and chemicals and death. I called it dead fat fart leggings and poop in a wet bathing suit and a dead rat pool party on all these different instances. And I was like, it smells mm-hmm. so bad. And people are like, yes, I've never been able to pinpoint it, but all of those things are exactly what it smells like. <laughs> it was and like then someone says, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, God, it was so it was bad. Disgusting. Yeah. Like you wrapped a dead body in a musty yes. towel. It was horrible. Yes. So then someone joins the group and they go, oh my God, I think I can add a puzzle piece to this puzzle. Like after Lula Ridge came out and said, I used to work for LuLaRoe. I worked in the warehouse and my boyfriend and I, every morning, it was our job to walk out into the parking lot, lift up the tarps and fish out the dead rats and possums that had crawled into the Gaylords at night to sleep and died and couldn't get out. So I'm like, there were literally dead rats. God damn, I'm good. Oh my, I never heard this. Uh, they were literally dead like rats. Even now, we still get, five years later, we're still getting puzzle pieces of people going, I didn't even know you guys were talking about this. I know the answer. I didn't even know this was wow. a thing. They were dead rats. Wow. I literally pulled them off. That was my job. I was the dead rat remover for Lula Row. That's what it says on my LinkedIn. <laughs> we don't even hide it. Like That's, that's what it said in on, D, in, on Indeed. It was like, in search of dead rat puller out of, yeah, I can do that. That's easy. Like, come on, man. Like it's wow. not, like why wasn't anybody talking other than the fact that it's a cult and we are told not to talk to each other yeah. because that's negativity and we don't want to spread negativity because negativity will bring you down and that's why you'll fail. Oh, it was and if you always failed, that's because you were too negative. Always assume innocence. <laughs> assume innocence. Assume always. innocence. Always. I should have got it. Baby company. Tattooed. If they could have sold assume innocence 
tattoos to us, trust me, they would have because that was their key thing yeah. they would always say. Assume innocence, we're a baby company, growing pains. We're working through this with you. You're part of it. You know, we're all in this together. I'm like, whatever, high school musical, like get out of my face. You know, like I just, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. It was all bullshit from the beginning. Every day that I learn more information, it's bullshit from, from the computer inception. People ask me, do you think it was a scam from the beginning? And I go in the beginning? No, but now everything that I know, yes, absolutely. There's no way that these people didn't know what they were doing because there's good people. There are good people in this. They're wrapped up in this. Uh, I'm talking to you, Justin Lyon. Like there are good people wrapped up in this. The need to yeah. get out of this, like legit people that are like ruining things that like not living their actual true life for mm-hmm. the sake of this cult and these lies. And it's just, they actually it's not, it's not worth it anymore. They drank the Kool-Aid. They're, they're they injected into their veins. There's a few and it's, it's sad. It. It's sad to watch. It's sad for their kids. It's, it's you know, tell me about what you know about the um, LuLaRoe lawsuits. I know the one they talk about, the the Washington State one, they talk about in the documentaries where Washington State sued mm-hmm. LuLaRoe, which was unusual, um, on behalf of a bunch of the consultants who the refund thing wasn't granted. Right. Yes. Trying to get those that money back. Okay. So I was, a wit- I was a witness in that. And okay. I, worked, I, I worked with the lead investigator for three years, <laughs> gathering evidence, information, and witnesses for the case as well. So you're uh, the right person to ask. <laughs> well, I am absolutely the right person to ask. There's a couple of us, but I'm probably the right person to ask. Uh, so I worked with an investigator in Washington. Lots of uh, phone calls because we couldn't do email or anything. If I ever needed to talk to them, I just had to email. I need to speak with you at your yes. earliest convenience. <laughs> Yes, And then we would have a phone conversation. Because those emails would be. Yeah, she was like, all of this will be in discovery. So you don't say nothing that you nope. don't want everybody yep, yep. to know. Uh, so, I've, yeah, my, I'm very a former, much, I, lit- I used to litigate. I know. Yeah, so very, <laughs> know much, very much like that. Um, we had one lawyer in the beginning that I had to go through everything with. And then we ended up, she ended up leaving. And we had to get another lawyer uh, who's Joe Kanata, who is the voice that you hear interviewing Deanne. Uh, in her deposition. It was very funny because oh. I was watching it and I was like, oh, that's Joe, because like, I just, I've never met him in person because I'm in California and they're in Washington. So literally he is just this like disembodied voice, voice to me. Right? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, it's my friend. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I worked with Joe. He was the lawyer. He prepped me for everything. Uh, we did it over Zoom. It was like 10 hours or something. I think we scheduled out 12. We all ended up using 10 um, that's with breaks and lunches and everything. It was a long day. Uh, they, Washington sued LuLaRoe on behalf of the consultants in a class action lawsuit because Washington actually has a state law on the books that is an anti-pyramid scheme law. And okay. so LuLaRoe presenting themselves as a pyramid scheme with all of the evidence, Washington sued them on the grounds of them being a pyramid scheme. And we okay. had so much pyramid scheme evidence. Right. Um, and, LuLaRoe, and Washington state won. Well, I mean, oh, no, I would settled. call it a they win, settled. but we did settle. Yeah. Um, I don't think LuLaRoe would have won. And I think what would have happened is, and this was something else because we did settle, right? I was right. They, they don't want the case law on the books that most finds, likely. Couple, I mean, couple things, right? There's like that's, a couple that's, reasons. That would be my thought as, as a lawyer. Ones. As a lawyer, right. that's my first thought. That's we don't a lot want of, this rule in writing. 
Yeah, because we, <laughs> we, we know we're going to on this. We know we're going to lose, and then right. there's going to be a law that's you know that changes, yeah. and then uh, we're going to ruin it for everybody. Right. And everybody right. Absolutely. And then and more MLMs in Washington. That. Thanks, Lularo. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was very interesting, and uh, I was I was ready to take the stand. I was supposed to go um, on. On, on trial, they wanted, they wanted to do the trial. Mm. So we get a trial date. I was supposed mm-hmm. to take the stand on like February 12th or 16th, beginning of February of um, 2021. And was it 2021? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was because we were one year into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That yeah. pandemic really messed up everything. It's everything my brain. time-wise. Yeah. I was like, is that pre-pandemic? Or- <laughs> Where was I with that? I wasn't wearing a mask. That was (laughs) pre-pandemic. I wasn't worried about hand sanitizer. Right, right. Um, And so I was ready to take the stand in in, uh, February 2021. And uh, I got a call from Joe, like February 2nd or something. And he was like, I've got good news. And LuLaRoe, he's like, the press release goes out in the morning. LuLaRoe decided to settle. They settled for $4.75 million. Washington took the 0.75 to pay for the three-year-long investigation. They did right, right. They basically at cost. They're like, we, this was nothing. Uh, yeah. They wanted as much restitution as possible for the victims. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, they only got about 20% of their initial inventory if they bought the smallest package. So everybody got about $1,100, but $1,100 is better than $0. Yeah. So you can pay an electric bill with that, you know? Right. So you pay your no, mortgage. Like, pay, and half of your, your mortgage is taking care of this. Money. I know you're from Thanks, California and you're like half of your rent. <laughs> right. So you're just like, that's fun. So, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of restitution, but it was against Washington. So the only people that were eligible were Washingtonians. Washington. And so there was a yeah. lot of people that were like, but I didn't get a check. And I'm like, well, you're in Delaware. There was yeah. a lot of that when we did Q&A of like, who's... <laughs> a lot of people being like, I haven't gotten my check yet. I'm like, first question always, well, where do you live? Florida. <laughs> well, that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so many people that didn't understand that not everyone was getting a check. Um, but you know, it was good. Had we gone to trial, it would have taken a lot more time. It would have taken up a lot more of that budget. And even if we had one more money, it, there's no promise that the restitution would have been more or that anything would have even happened. And so I feel like in this, it was a win because yeah. they admitted yeah. right. that they're a pyramid scheme and we're just going to pay this fee to have it go away. It all um, helps. It's all building blocks towards- Right, and it's all baby steps. And, and nothing <laughs> is ever going to be set in stone tomorrow, right? Like everything is always going to be a baby step. And that's something with the advocacy, uh, even outside in, in the anti-MLM community. It's like, everything is just a baby step, you know, like- Mm-hmm. the FTC stepping in a little bit more. That's great. That's a baby step. That's one step closer to better regulation. One step closer to right. maybe helping someone else or someone else not getting sucked into something because we helped with regulation. So everything, just a little bit at a time, nothing happens overnight. It is a very, I've been doing this for years. I've been doing this since 2017. Well, and- where, do, where do things stand now with, I mean, LuLaRoe is still in operation, yep. although they have slashed their opener their yeah, I think opening. it's 4.99 now. Yeah, inventory thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, there, are there are people still with them. I mean, there was yep. a mass exodus yep. of consultants, obviously. Yeah. Where do things stand? You do all of this anti MLM advocacy, um, and I'm interested in you. You you were just talking about the FTC and things and these baby steps that are happening. Um, 
what do you do? What do you do, Roberta? Um, no, what do you do to, to help you help people get out of the, this cult basically, or any MLM you have this TikTok channel, you have a, um, you know, YouTube channel, you're trying to educate people on MLMs and also to, you know, help them out. Like, you know, like escaping polygamy or something, you know, um, (laughs) that's kind of what I feel like you are right. Like you're on the fence line. line I'm the fairy godmother, right? If I, if I can't help you, I probably know who can, and I can get you connected with them pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. So you have this podcast, you have all of these things and, um, it's great. You help so many people, um, what kinds of resources and what kinds of things do you offer and what do you do to help, um, these people, you know, if, if I were to come to you and say, I'm, I, I saw your TikTok and, oh my God, I'm in a cult. Yeah. So most like first and foremost, I'm all about education and I'm out, I'm about compassionate education. A lot of the people that follow me are in MLMs. They're actively selling, recruiting and getting bonus checks and they're watching me. Um, sometimes they start watching me because they, they tell me that it was a really good lesson in what not to do. I, I don't yeah. want to be scammy and spammy. So I'm going to watch the girl that talks about the scammy you know, spammers, and I'm going to figure out what not to do. Uh And in watching that, they start to learn things. Uh And some of them go, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to pay more attention to that. Actually, that happened to me. Um, And so I never, ever want to come off as um, too harsh or loud or like opinionated or obnoxious, because I really want people to be able to approach me, even if they're in an MLM. Mm-hmm. And, um, I talk to a lot of people that are in MLMs and they just, they'll ask me questions and, and really it's just open dialogue and conversation. I have a lot of really great resources. Uh, if people need things, I've got people that can help with like legal things, uh, people that can help with the mental health side, getting people on the right aspect, uh, referring different podcast books, creators, so many different people have different personalities. And I think, Sometimes watching one creator, you might be turned off, but watching mm-hmm. somebody else, you're like, oh, I connect. Oh, that with makes you. sense. Yeah. So there's so many different people. And I try to really be like this very godmother funnel, like Carla said, and like give people to the right place. Uh-huh. I, I like to be the foyer of the anti-MLM community. And I like okay. to say, it's okay that you sell Avon. Come yes. on in. It's okay that you're in Amway. It's okay that you have questions. Mm-hmm. We just want to help answer those questions. If you're okay. here to be mm-hmm. mean and you're here to kind of troll, like we don't want Mm-mm. you here. You can come back later. You're not a hater. You're We're just... not haters. We're not bullies. Right. We want to We've been pause there. open dialogue. And yeah. I've talked to anti, I've talked to MLMers before and had conversations. And unfortunately what happens is they'll ask me questions and I'll give them my opinion and my experience based on what I've seen and what I've been told. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say, well, unfortunately, you know, like this, this might be, I hope this is the outcome, but I need you to be prepared for this outcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they'll come back to me and they go, uh, you literally predicted everything. Like, how Mm -hmm. did you know? Like everything you said was going to happen, happened Mm -hmm. at the exact moment. Like you said, this would happen. And then if I said this, that this would happen and that's what happened. How do you know this? (laughs) Um, and a lot of times it's just really being a listening ear and, um, letting people know that they're not alone and they're not dumb. And they're not mm-hmm. stupid. 
<laughs> it might be a little naive, but that's okay. Everyone is naive about things before they learn about them. And we do the best we can with what things. we've got at the time. You know, right, I, yes. I firmly believe that. Absolutely. You know? yeah. And we make bad decisions. I mean, and when we know better, we do billion better. dollar industry. Okay. It's not just me and Carla that are making mistakes here. Like, yeah, it affects so many people and yeah. across the world. And so I just knew when I left and I'm sure Carla felt the same way. And most people that leave feel the same way. They leave and they go, I tried to do the good. I tried to see the good. I tried to find the good. People told me it was bad. I thought I could change it. I thought I could make it better. I thought I I could add my spin Mm -hmm. and make it different and make it good. But you were right. They're all the same. Mm -hmm. And I just want people to know that they're not alone in feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And that these these are built systemically this way. And it's, mm-hmm. you're just a cog in the machine. They're they designed to do this. Who you are, they're going to target anybody. They don't only target one group of people. They target everyone, mm-hmm. but certain specific MLMs will target certain specific types of people right. or groups of people, or even races, ethnicities, cultures mm-hmm. of people. Yep. Yeah. Affinity fraud in churches. There's mm-hmm. a lot in the Hispanic community with specific MLMs, a lot in the African-American community with specific MLMs. You're going to get that in the military spouses, like you talked about, just even mm, in the stay yeah. at home mom Facebook groups. So mm-hmm. there's an MLM for every single vulnerable group of people. Yeah. Um, and you just got to be aware. And that's another thing is I educate to bring awareness and I want you to be self-aware. I want you to go, wait a second, Roberta said on the last podcast, that word's kind of a red flag and they're saying it a lot. I'm going to do some deep dive. And she told me the first thing we look for is an income disclosure statement and they don't even have it. And that's another red flag. Like, that's what I feel like I want people to do. Right, right, And then right. continue that. And then, you know, you tell two people and tell them to tell two people and it just keeps going from there. And then everybody knows eventually. And then we stop falling for pyramid schemes. <laughs> so you're using a pyramid scheme. So yeah. I'm going to take it back. And thematically it to, to, to educate yeah. against pyramid schemes. Yeah. I mean, John uh, Oliver started it and I'm continuing it. Like, I'm just going to keep going. Keep to tell your friends and then right. tell your friends to tell their friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, if somebody purchases items from a friend or a you know, coworker or family member, you know, that are MLM products, are they enablers to the system? Should they feel guilty if I go and purchase some Zaya leggings because they really suck in my stomach? You don't have to buy Zaya. You can go to, um, there's another website called Love Her Shop. And they're oh, the exact you have same that leggings. link on Amazon that exact has all the links. dupes. I do have an Amazon dupe link. And I add those periodically as I find them. I forgot um, about that. That's yeah. a great thing. So it those is, are, those are the, the love her shop leggings are almost exact dupes. of good the to know. Leggings, yeah. so. good to know. If you For like uh, less than half price, that will all be linked because that is an amazing <laughs> resource. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, absolutely. And if anybody has them, let me know. I'll add, I'll add even more. Um, I would say that you have been conditioned to believe that by purchasing an MLM product, you are helping your friend Mm -hmm. and you are not, you are giving them one, a false sense of security because your warm market's going to help you for the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your friends are going to help you in the beginning. So you're going to, you're going to support your friend in the beginning when it's new and fresh and she's got all that dopamine. She's going to invest a lot more time, energy, get that sunk cost even deeper and, and bigger. Mm-hmm. Because you're supporting her in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, it's so easy. Like all this stuff I sold, but it's just, it's just your friend supporting. 
So when she actually gets thrown out into the real world and has mm-hmm. to find like actual random strangers and there isn't anybody, but she's now invested so much because the last three months she's like been hitting her goal. And like, I thought I can continue to hit my goal, but like mm-hmm. you, you're creating a false sense of security because she's relying on her warm market because that's what MLMs teach you to do. Mm-hmm. And then when your warm market dries up and you come to the MLM and you're like, but, 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 and they go, well, you're not working hard enough. Right. Go out and get a hundred no's. It's a hundred no's per yes. Like, well, no one told me that when the oh, was saying yeah. just message your mom. So there's a lot of bait and switch too. And you're going to lose your warm market in the beginning when it's still mm-hmm. exciting. And you're still living off that dopamine of yep. the really good discount and the new friends and all the trinkets and baubles that you're still trying. Oh, I wanted to try Red Island Fields anyway. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. yeah. So, right. you know, helping it's, you think you're helping, but you're not, if you really want to help your friend, take them out to dinner, send them <laughs> a grocery, like get groceries delivered, buy them a present that they're like, man, I really want that. Because honestly, even if you spend $50 on a bottle of shampoo and conditioner or whatever, like they're only going to get like eight bucks. So if they right. really need the 50 bucks, just give them 50 bucks. You're going to spend <laughs> the 50 bucks and the shampoo is going to make your hair fall out. So just like just <laughs> give your friend the 50 yeah. bucks and solve everybody's heartache right now. What yeah. do you, oh yeah, go ahead, Carla. I'm, I'm mixed on that answer of whether or not if you're supporting uh, one of your friends or, you know, somebody that you come across who- Or say you really like the product. Yeah, or say that you really like the product. Um, I'm mixed, but I loved your explanation, Roberta, yeah. because it gives me an insight that, you know, of course I thought of, but not maybe in, obviously not in the depth of your explanation, I'm mixed because I'm still in an emotional soft spot. So I, not that, I mean, I wouldn't buy something I don't like just because it's friends. Um, But if it's somebody, you know, I just feel, I still have a, a pull and a tug on the heartstrings Mm -hmm. of (laughs) individuals that are in it still. So I have a hard time with that, but I would agree with you as a whole. Personally, I have a hard time. Sometimes it's just, I just feel for them. And like, yeah. I would rather send them a gift card or yeah. there's a sweet, 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 kind of like a granny lady that does the ring bomb parties. Oh, on live. and I genuinely adore her. Literally, I, I adore her. I think I'm thinking you're just like grandma on, you know, living on social security, sweet voice, kind lady genuinely came across her. It's things like that where, you know, it's like, look at this sweet lady. Like what else is she going to go and do? And so, but you're right in the sense that it is enabling them and giving them a false hope that this is going to continue and be substantial long term, right. in which we all know that the MLMs are not substantial long term. Right. So it's hard. It's hard for me. Yeah. It's a, it's a real hard 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You um, really want to support, but I, I see both sides of it. Yeah, I absolutely do. It's hard. Um, another question is what do you say to the person who says uh, my company's different? My usually MLM I is say, different. Usually what I say is, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, oftentimes someone will say it's different. I ask them why. And they have what kind of answers things. do you get to that? Why, well, you know, why like, 
they're all ridiculous MLM things that they've been taught. Like my MLM is different because it's not a pyramid scheme because I can outrank my sponsor. I can outrank the person right. that brought me in. So uh, if I can pass the my, the top of my pyramid, how's that a pyramid? And I was like, okay, well, you're completely missing a point of everything, but okay. Geometry. Um, <laughs> and sometimes it's that, right? Sometimes it's that kind of stuff where it's like, I know I can't argue with this person and I don't really mm-hmm. want to argue with this person. Um, sometimes I'm just like, okay. A lot of times what I tell people is, okay, we'll stick around and learn something then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, Right. Yeah. Um, they're all Learned the about same. the other ones. <laughs> they're all, they all follow the Amway rules. They're all built the same. They all follow the same legal structure. The structure is the mm-hmm. same. It's there's slight, slight differences, but it's like building a Sims character, right? Like one of them's got yeah. purple hair. One of them's got an eye patch. It's they're still Sims characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're the same. That's yeah. The same. They have different personalities. They have different costumes and outfits, but at the, at the root, it's the same. Yeah. And my answer to them when they say my MLM is different comes from more of a small business aspect of it, because I'm I'm an impatient person and, and I tend to be more artsy and creative color wise and less numbers and, and facts wise. I want them to be successful immediately. So I start in with the it is different. You're not making the profit margin. You should Please, if you ever have questions and you would like to sell things as a side hustle, that is, I completely support that. It's good for everybody to have all different types of things in their life. Not, no one 100% of anything is healthy for anybody, but I can help you improve your profit margin. And trust me, it's not hard like they tell you it is. It shuts their conversation off immediately. I don't even hear from them again. Right. Most of the time. Right. That's usually my answer. <laughs> And, and, and to, you can help them and stuff because like what you've done, you've turned your trailer, your LuLaRoe Airstream into this decades rock and pop. And it sounds like you maybe had it for a long time. You, you alluded to like stores in the mall or whatever mm-hmm. you run this business, this, you, yeah. you started, you, you, you did everything. This is your, you started from the ground up business genuinely you own the business this is not buying into a scheme you built this business decades rock and pop we talked about it before um you know it's a a gen xers you know dream um you you have experience doing this so so she knows what she's talking about is what (laughs) you did this after lularoe right yes and i get emotional talking about um goodness, I'm a bag of tears today. I get emotional talking about decades because of what happened with LuLaRoe and Sam. I started my business with pennies. Pennies. I had nothing. And just recently, I found my very first like little vinyl sign that I used to bungee. I knew it was there. I just hadn't held it in a long time. And it's been a roller coaster post-documentary. It was like opening up Pandora's box. And I could have never prepared myself for the emotions (laughs) post-film. I just could have, I wish I could have. Um, I wish there were more things in place for individuals who are victims with sensitive backgrounds because I understand how people can spiral into deep, deep depression after they've filmed and they've reopened whatever it might be that their subject matter is, because there's all kinds of documentaries. I can't be the only person 
that's my only disappointment with it is that there's there's not uh, I don't feel like as a whole the entertainment industry doesn't really care about it doesn't feel like they care about the aftermath of what happens there's very 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 little <laughs> follow-up and so if you're somebody that's participated in, and you've been a victim it's very hard that mm has been super hard and I get emotional with decades because when I started it I didn't even know if anybody would like it mm-hmm. truly and now it's grown into and it's here and when she's on the road I mean it's a it's a beast and <laughs> I just I love it in that airstream has saved my life multiple times oh when I tell people that I love that they come in and I see a smile on their face or they say they love something or it brings back memories or concerts that I just, I feel that in the deepest part of my soul that, that Mm -hmm. I've helped somebody make, you know, that they're happy. You you just don't know if you're the only person. And for me, that's what building the business has done as well. So there's that kind of connection with every single person that chooses to look us up, support us, send me Mm -hmm. a message or send me an email or whatever. Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me and it's not going to fit right and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it is super, super comfortable and it is it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu. So that's a really good note to to sort of wrap up on is, you know, the positive that came from from your experience with LuLaRoe. You know, it's been an emotional journey. It's been a, quite the financial journey. Um, lots of, you know, uh, emotional and personal growth. And um, I know, you know, Roberta, we've talked about your advocacy work of what you're doing now and stuff. Um, I'm going to pull Jerry Springer's here and ask for your final thoughts. <laughs> you know, we've been talking for like, th- th- I don't know, three, four hours, and this is going to end up being like a three-parter or something because just, <laughs> I don't want to edit anything out because it's just such good information. If you've made it this far, congratulations. Um a lot of really, really good info in here. And um, we're going to list all of these resources down in the show notes. Um, I'll post them all over my Instagram and, and everything like that too. Um, but let's close out um, everything that we've talked about, you know, with MLMs and, and LuLaRoe and whatever. What are your final thoughts, Roberta? I just, 
Um, I, I'm so happy with where the movement is going as an advocate and someone who really passionately cares so much about this. Um, I never expected any of this to happen when I decided to sign up for LuLaRoe. Um, and even doing the documentary and all of the opportunities that I've had, the success of the podcast um, and people finding me and resonating with my content and connecting with me and, and really being able to create this amazing community, which was what I joined MLM in for the first, like, in the first place, right? Like I joined MLM to do this. So to be here now, excuse me, to be here now and to have this sort of be like a part-time job and like Mm -hmm. something that I actually am making money off of now, you know, like with advertising and, Mm -hmm. and being able to do that, which is so wonderful because I'm able to bring education for free yeah, and to teach people and to entertain people. And, you know, I, I joined MLM to make money and to be a, a boss babe, right? And now <laughs> I am this on the backside. You know, I tell people you're worth more, leave MLM. You're, you're worth more than prison wages. Uh, there are things for you to do outside of the MLM structure that is legitimate. And I never expected for people to want me to create content to the fact that I'd be able to make it as part of my living. Um, and it is, it is so humbling found, and you found a pur- you like found your yeah, purpose in it life is, right it now really is, right like mm-hmm. it's my purpose and I, I we share not just multi-level marketing stuff we talk about ponzi we talk about different scams and frauds mm-hmm. and things like that and yeah anything that's sort of in that space with an emphasis a broadcast broadcast <laughs> with an emphasis on multi-level marketing Right. So, right. you know, it, I think that's a fraud. Everybody's probably been involved with at some point <laughs> in their life. And they're like, Ooh, I have a story for you. Yeah, and it's just yeah. been really cool. So I've got to meet amazing people. I got to meet, I got to meet the people that saved me and pulled me out of MLM. And that's yeah. Leah Remini and Mike Render. And I got to oh, meet them. Yeah, got you to were on, on their, their podcast. podcast. And that for mm-hmm. me was like full circle. I got to tell the people that saved me thank you. And then what's even funnier is now on my podcast, people go, you know, I saw your, your TikTok where you reacted to getting to meet Mike and Leah. And they're like, you're my Leah. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, my Leah. So like for (laughs) me, like that's even more full circle, um, to be able to be that person for someone else. Cause there wasn't somebody like that for me when I was leaving MLM, because Mm -hmm. there wasn't people. There wasn't that movement. Yeah. Yeah. And so Leah pulled me out and I got to find my space in the cult and fraud space as the MLM cult and fraud girl, the, uh, the, the dead fart legged girl. And, you know, <laughs> that's where I'm at. and it's like seriously been the coolest thing I've met the coolest people and had amazing adventures and experiences. And I am just beyond thankful and I hate to use the word blessed because it's like so triggering for hashtag blessed hashtag because (laughs) like I really do feel blessed and it's hashtag because of Roberta not hashtag because of LuLaRoe because fuck Roberta I love that (laughs) I love that all right Carla Roberta Roberta though you you are that person for me because of that you have given me through this whole escapade when we started to find out about everything being fake with sam it had a lot to do with some of my friends that were in the current well they're both current the the rise and fall and the amazon lula rich one 
both of them. And I can't say that I would, I don't know if I would still be fighting today, Roberta, if it weren't for you guys. So as you give that analogy to Leah, I give it to you as well. And I nickname you the fairy godmother of anti-MLM, but you're you're like the fairy godmother of all fights that need to be fought by <laughs> a woman that needs extra strength. And Aww. I mean, I really mean that. I, I love you to pieces. And I love you too. You uh, have been instrumental in this. And if this whole situation, this fight that I've been fighting for so long wraps up, we're going to have the hugest party that has ever <laughs> been created. In that airstream. On- in that airstream. And I'm coming to it. You're going to drive oh, that man, airplane. <laughs> yes. Uh, Me and my, my Martinelli's and my LaCroix, you know. Right, oh. right. And I, I just, I do want to thank everybody that's listened. Um, and I do, especially those that have helped me stitch together since filming. Uh, I, I haven't shared much of how low emotionally things went. But it was hard and scary. And had I ever known when I joined an MLM that it would have just catapulted into this today, (laughs) I would have never imagined in my wildest dreams that so much would have happened. I mean, there's some good, but there's more PTSD and trauma (laughs) and more emotions. And I would love nothing but to be able to wrap this up in a box someday and just not have to fight so hard. Mm-hmm. So when people are listening and when people are supporting, it means a lot to me because it gives me hope that people believe in this fight mm-hmm. sometimes more than what I do that particular day. Well, that's what the, that's what the, the tribe, the community that you guys all talk about so much yeah. about one of the things you loved about LuLaRoe or other MLMs, you know, people loved the communities, you know, by and large are obviously, yeah. you know, exceptions, mm-hmm. but yeah. And, and then, you know, I keep joking, you know, hashtag because of LuLaRoe, but <laughs> because you guys entered, you know, I entered into this and then had it implode and all the stuff that happened and but look at what's come out of it is something beautiful yeah. all these friendships and all this this help that you're in finding your passion and you know you and and your and your airstream with your with your memorabilia shirts yeah. and, and things like that and um you know it, it, there's just a lot of actual beauty that came out of this so um you know and and there is um you know, I, I could talk for hours with you guys. I mean, in fact, we have <laughs> quite literally. It's been um, super fun. It's I super fun. It. Um, I'll definitely have to have you guys back. Yeah, um, anytime. Um, maybe maybe we'll do some Facebook or, or Instagram live Q&A type of thing. Oh, I would love that. We love yeah. that. I, I, and you, you can know, come I, on my show too if you want. Yes. We can talk frauds and scams on that side. I would yeah. love to talk about some of the fraudy, scammy things I see on 90 Day. Yes, uh, as a super fan, bringing it back full circle to the fraudcast. Yes, right back to the fraudcast. There were things I saw in this season I was screaming from my couch and that's you how I- 
else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some victims in there. Most definitely <laughs> all casts. Yeah. We talk about about oh. on this uh, latest episode of the broadcast that just dropped mm-hmm. Friday. You know, um, I've never seen 90 Day Fiance. Oh my God. Oh, Roberta. So obsessed with ult- the ultimatum right now. Okay. Ooh. Then you will love 90 Day. Like, <laughs> It's yeah, the you same would love crowd. It. It's the same Absolutely crowd. Absolutely love it. Will it make to, me feel better about myself? You need to start listening to the broadcast because, um, like, we've been talking about, like, I we're going to start talking about other shows. Um, okay. Anna yes. and I are. Yeah. So we were talking well, the ultimatum. We talked this last episode. <laughs> this last episode, we talked a bunch about the ultimatum. So <laughs> maybe okay. we'll cover it. Can I just it. say, like, my favorite Ooh. thing about the ultimatum is how much they talk about boners? <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever. Okay. I mean, now I have to look it up. talking about It's this on again. Netflix. It's amazing. And oh I talk God. about it. I, 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 if, we talked about it on this most recent episode of the broadcast, okay. but I think there's spoilers. So don't listen to the end of that until you okay. watch, but the ultimatum is super vengeable. I so think I did see that. It's on I Netflix. That's yeah. your Friday night entertainment. And, and Roberta, you're, you need to watch uh 90 day fiance season two okay. or before the 90 days season one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I good stuff to watch. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm telling you. I wrote yeah. an article about it. I ranked them. <laughs> I ranked them in order. And the there. number one season is 90 Day, mm-hmm. um, season two. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, before the 90 Day, season one. Because I was also a very big Love is Blind season two fan. Yeah. Not so much Period season one. I mean, it was okay, but season two was just okay, like, what? go to, yeah. Yeah, either yeah. one of those two. I, I probably go to before the 90 days. That one's probably okay. a little messier oh, for you. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. to feel better about myself. I like to go, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, at least I don't do that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I like married That's at first sight too. Um, <laughs> Love after lockup is also on, on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen your eyes, love, love after lockup is oh, amazing. Wow. It's on nice. TV. It is Matt Sharp show. productions. It's the same people who do 90 day and it is trash and it is so good. Oh my God. Want to feel better about yourself? Go watch a bunch of criminals who just got out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> who are with these women who want to get married just, right away. Just want love. I did. Uh, I, I will say out of this documentary there, I did at one point about lose my mind when I saw and heard my voice and saw myself on my favorite cable network. TLC. I, thought it was adorable. I did about I talked it and I had no idea we were exhausted. It was watch party night. I had a cheese ball in front of me and a whole bunch of crap on the table. I was in my robe because we were I mean, it had been a crazy week leading up. And I flipped out. I, I was like, okay, I cannot lie. That was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, we've chatted enough for tonight. Ladies, thank you so, so, so thank much. You. I cannot thank you enough for spending all this time with me and our listeners. And if you guys want or have any questions, I, I go follow both of them. Um, the real Roberta Blevins. <laughs> and decades rock and pop and that'll all be linked down below along with all the other resources we're talking about different you know uh the podcast episodes all of that stuff will be linked links to the the documentaries and um if you have any questions comments concerns 
fuck off. No, I'm just kidding. She's <laughs> <laughs> trying to play the MLM so, there. Yeah. Trying, yeah if, okay. if you're waiting on an answer, just wait longer. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> you're not working hard enough. Okay. We've worked hard enough for today. Thank you, ladies. And we will talk to you later. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.